Augie with VIP Playlist. I'm here with my co-host Adam, and we have we are joined today with uh, Johnny Fafa is what he goes by on on uh, socials. He is the lead vocalist for Lost Trees and drummer for every band in Florida. <laughs> literally, literally every band. Yes, man. Is there like a drummer shortage in Florida? <clears throat> um, actually, yes. So. <laughs> And I, I was experiencing the drummer shortage myself. You know, when we started Lost Trees, it was the hardest position to fill. Hmm. But, you know, once I, once I really realized the situation I was in being able to play drums, I was like, I should leverage this a little bit. So literally I am playing drums in eight or nine bands at this point. Nice. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. <clears throat> well, we are going to make a Spotify playlist today and talk about some of your favorite music. Is there anything you want to name this? I want to name it like the alliteration is too good to pass up. It has to be Fafa's favorites. Fafa's oh, favorites. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little tough with names sometimes. So I'm glad that one came kind of quick. Yeah, <laughs> man, that that question stumps everybody. So that was actually probably one of the fastest ones we've had in a while. So. Mm-hmm. Nice, <laughs> nice, I feel accomplished. The first question I like to ask everybody is, what was like your your introduction to music? Like maybe things your parents used to listen to around you, or I mean, I definitely like both of my parents are definitely really into music, and you know, growing up around the house, they were playing a, a whole lot of stuff. You know, they were playing, you know, some of the classics. I'm sure you know a lot of our a lot of our parents were playing kind of the same thing around that time. You know, a lot of classic rock and stuff, but also like whatever was on the radio and stuff too. So I have like I have like really early memories of like the first John Mayer album, for example, you know, oh, that, was nice. that, yeah. that was something that, that was something that, you know, both the parents played a lot. So that's something that, you know, every, once in a blue moon, I'll, I'll throw on and, you know, be nostalgic for 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. John Mayer's dope. For sure. Yeah. That album holds up. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure, man. What got you into singing um, or, or who rather, and how'd you kind of figure out you could even do that? Right. Cause it's a, it's a really personal thing and, and we hear ourselves, but like, we don't know if we sound good to other people. I started, the first instrument I picked up was guitar and I picked up drums like shortly after that. I was playing mostly like drums in like, you know, local bands from the time I was like 14. You know, I was like constantly like trying to be involved. I, I actually grew up in Boise, Idaho. So that's where I was starting to play first. Nice. And I, in, I think over the years of just going to shows and being involved in the scene and listening to so much music, I, I definitely like always wanted to I was like man it would be so cool to be the front man of the band that would be the coolest mm-hmm. 
that's what I'd really like to do. But I yeah. didn't really think that I could do it because, you know, like you said, you, you think you sound a certain way, but you listen to your own voice recorded back. That's weird. It doesn't feel good. It never feels yeah. good. <laughs> True. Anyway, and like not, you know, not to throw shade or anything, but just the situation I was in after, after I moved to Florida, I was playing in a couple of different bands. I had this common problem occurring in these bands. Um, not all of them, don't get me wrong. I've, I worked with a lot of like fantastic people over, over the years. Um, but I kept having issues with my vocalists. I kept playing drums or guitar in a band and, and having a vocalist in the band who just wasn't committed or and dedicated yeah. to, to the craft and to the, the process, you know? So it sort of became like, man, if I want this job done right, I am just going to have to do it my damn self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get out of the way. I'll do it. Nah, did so, you like take lessons or anything or? No, 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 God, no. I really wish that I should. I really wish I did. I wish I was more engaged in it. But um, I, I knew of a, uh, I knew of a friend of mine who had been writing some music that I was, a, I was a fan of his material a lot, and I knew that he couldn't find a singer. So I reached out to him and I said, Hey, I know you got some music. Let's make it happen. Send me a song. I'm going to sing over it and see what happens. And at this point, I have never written l- vocals or lyrics or anything like that. But he sends me the track. I, you know, tracked my demo, what I thought was good, and sent it back to him. And I was totally a nervous wreck because i was like oh this sounds like garbage he's gonna mm-hmm. be mad i wasted his time and he gets back to me and it was just like you know what we can make this work that's what he said so um, nice that was the beginning of lost trees and actually that song uh the first song i ever wrote vocals for is the first song on our first ep it's called stagnant mm-hmm. and nice we will probably never play it live again because it's the first song i ever wrote vocals for and it's also five minutes long so it eats up a huge portion of our set but no i mean i definitely uh lost trees is still the only band i've ever sang for and i have like taken a couple like small vocal lessons over the years before the first studio set with Lost Trees, I actually had a couple coaching sessions with Andrew Wells from Dance Gamma Dance, and nice. he like walked me through like warming up for recording and stuff, and gave me a lot of really good pointers and kind of helped me build like a warm up routine that I still use partially today. And then I've also had some. Uh, not really like formal lessons, but the first time I was on tour with I Met a Yeti, we were out with Makari. And uh, Andy Sizak is a friend of mine. <clears throat> he featured on the Lost Tree song anyway, you know, so we've known each other for a while. But being on tour with his band was uh, humbling because that dude is a vocal monster. And yeah. He walked out on stage and sounded amazing. And I found myself thinking like, how the hell am I ever going to like do that? Oh my God. I absorbed as much information as I could from the guy because he has a, a very, very high level of technical knowledge and technical skill. And it definitely rubbed off on me. I got to say, like, um, I wasn't even really singing during the time I was spending with him. You know what I mean? But just the information really helped. But I definitely find that I'm like the most passionate about Lost Trees. It's definitely my main project, you know? Mm-hmm. But man, playing drums has been paying the bills kind of lately. That's kind of sweet. I feel you, man. Hell yeah, dude. That's I, awesome. How was it uh, working with him on uh, Sondra Eyes, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, it was fabulous and easy. I, I hit him up and asked if he'd be interested. And we sent him the demo. And he's like, yeah, you know, and got all that squared away. And he's like, hey, I'm going to send a draft over. Let me know what you think. And the first thing he sends us, we're like, oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's perfect. Yeah, that's actually what it. you hear on the song is literally his first like draft that he sent over. That was a hard lesson for me to learn because... Then it came. Then it came time to play it live, and I was like, "Oh no, I have to oh. sing an Andy Sissek." <laughs> yeah, that's like, hindsight. That's hilarious. Like, <laughs> that's like the most challenging part in our set list for me still, even with a lot of the new material we're playing right now. Mm-hmm. It's I it's guess. crazy because I listened to Wonder Macari and mm-hmm. Monuments for like six months before I realized it was the same fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he's a. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, his range is insane, man. I think he's yeah. influencing me a little bit playing in all these bands, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to touch on something that you mentioned a few minutes ago, and that's like the whole like recording your own voice and playing it back. I think that's, that's crazy because that's one thing that I had to like get over doing this is I fucking hate my voice. And oh, I have man. to listen to it for like six hours a week now. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's so hard. I, I still, I still can't really, I still have that feeling when I like record something for Lost Trees and I, I hear it back. I'm, I'm almost always like, Ugh, really, you know, but it's really helpful to have somebody else in the band present with me when I'm recording, because, you know, then, then I'm more feeding off of their perspective of it, you know, because like, yeah. We work together really well. It's a really smooth process. And if I if I let something out in the vocal booth that sounds like garbage, they will let me know. Yeah. But it works the other way as well. You know, everyone, you know, when something falls out that's right on the money, they're always hyped about it. So that's really helpful to me to kind of have them around. I've also also got pretty good at pitch correction on my own voice in the demo. So that makes me feel better too. Well, we have a, I think we have a tendency to critique ourselves a little more than everybody else around us. So you can find, <laughs> find every little flaw that you're doing wrong and, and somebody may not even notice it. Somebody yeah, else. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel that definitely our, our own, you know, worst critic. Let's uh, some of these songs, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll start with John Mayer. Let's get one <laughs> of those thrown on there. No such thing. The first song on that album. Nice. Um, maybe like an Idola and Macari song as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's do Tetelestai from Idola. Classic. And Makari's got to get hyper real. Another classic. Thank you, man. Shout out to Andy for letting me sing part of Hyper Real with them every night on tour. That was awesome. That's dope, dude. That's so cool, man. I have this super cool photo of him and I on stage together in uh, Sacramento. So cool. Yeah, that's pretty dope, dude. That's so, so dope, dude. Andy is like, man, his voice is just insane. Yeah. Another crazy thing was when we were on tour and he got sick and he's like all stressed out all day. He's like, oh my God, I'm sick. And I walk (laughs) on stage and sounds like an angel still. That almost made me feel worse. I was like, are you serious? (laughs) Oh, that's funny, man. He's a a cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, man, I get a tiny bit sick and I am like not hitting some of those high notes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, so drums, man, let's talk about that because you seem to, to do that a lot. Is that something that you're passionate about or is it just something that? I mean, like you said, paying the bills right now. Right. Uh, so I was, and then I wasn't, and now I kind of am again. I haven't really taken any, like, you know, drum playing seriously for a couple of years until this year, really. Um, yeah. Getting, getting the call to go on tour with Yeti. That was like, it's funny. It's, it's, I think about this phone call I got from Tony from I'm at a Yeti all the time because I had just pulled up to the practice space. I run, I run here in Orlando, a little like rehearsal studio. I'm actually sitting in it right now. And so obviously, you know, Lost Trees practice is here. And so I'm pulling up to practice with Lost Trees and Tony calls me or he like messages me. It's like, Hey man, can I call you really quick? And we like, at the time we were like not close. So that was weird. I was like, this is weird, but yeah, call me. And he's like, Hey, this is crazy. I know. Uh, but we leave for a tour in 10 days and we need a drummer. Can you do it? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. Let's wow. So, <laughs> pretty much just like dropped everything else that was going on in my life to just like drill the Yeti set list because Jesus. good God, those drum parts are ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it is. He made me the offer and I like said yes without even thinking about it. And then I like went and listened to the music and I was like, oh God, that's right. I'm going to have to work to make this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <clears throat> 
Um, but crazy. that has opened an incredible amount of doors for me. I don't know. I don't know if you'll let me post this because I just I just got to announce this today. But I uh, saw it. Yeah, I just locked in this gig playing with Coletta for the hell. Nice. That's fucking awesome, man. But it's yeah, so awesome, dude. I can't believe I'm doing that stuff. Yeah, yeah he's playing with the uh, hell. The sun is headlining, correct? Hell the Sun is headlining, and it's their yeah. anniversary tour for Elephantitis and Secret oh, War. Yeah, I've seen them like they're probably in one of my top most seen like live bands. I've seen them like three or four, maybe at this point five times. I just you know kind of realized like Augie and I saw you at the So What when you <laughs> yeah. there. You know, it's kind of a small world, I guess. That's, okay, yeah. it is, man. Yeah. You also. Awesome, man. You also got to share the stage the night before with another one of our idols. Uh, I set my friends on fire. I set my friends on fire. That was hey, crazy, dude. That's that awesome. It's funny, actually. The, at that show, the, the guys in Coletta, they're, they're, I mean, they're homies of mine ever since, the, you know, they were on that first tour with Yeti that I did. And Coletta played that I set my friends on fire show as well. I was like, Yeti played Coletta was after us. And what a I'm fucking like, lineup, dude. God. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, after the Yeti said, I'm like out back and I'm just like, you know, it's after the show. I'm just like drinking a beer, or shooting the shit or whatever. And Coletta's playing Blake, who is a guitar player on Lost Trees and has been playing guitar with Yeti with me for a little while as well. He like comes running out of the venue and he's like, dude, Asaf needs your help. Asaf is Coletta's drummer. He's like, Asaf needs your help. Something happened. I'm like, what? Okay. Then I like run in there. Coletta's drummer, Asaf, his like the mallet on his kick drum uh, pedal had fallen off. So he's like mid song and I'm like underneath him trying to fix it. I'm like, like moving around his legs and stuff. And, like, <laughs> it's like drum tech work. It was just like a really cool moment where like the two of us like came together and like handled the situation. And like, I, I, it's funny. I, I, I feel like that experience in an in indirect way resulted in me getting the call to do that gig with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Yeah, Asaf, you know, I love that dude. Like I said, he's a good buddy of mine. Unfortunately, he's got a little uh, injury. He has a broken hand, so that's why he's unable to perform. Yeah, that'll make it. That'll make it tough. Yeah, he ain't gonna be playing that Coletta set like that. But two separate, uh, two two of the guys from Coletta actually hit me up. I think I think they didn't like talk to each other before the two of them had both hit me. I I was really, I was really flattered by that. I think I was, you know, maybe their first choice and that's, you know, I I think they were going to reach out to you and then see who like, Oh yeah, the guys are going to be so stoked. Like I came up with this on my own. (laughs) Got it done first. And well, (laughs) that's all we always, me and Adam actually saw, um, I set my friends on fire in like 2010. I think it was right before uh, Nabil left. Yeah, I've I've seen them like tw- I saw them twice long, yeah. long ago. That uh that show we went to was is is in a little bitty town called like White House, Texas. Yeah, <laughs> it was in like a like a wasn't it called like the shed wasn't that the venue yeah, dude, something like it that. was like the <laughs> smallest fucking venue dude it was insane it was, it was so cool good. though like because the stage came out into the crowd kind of yeah like, so like it came up to like i don't know maybe your chest so you know i could grab their ankles yeah <laughs> yeah it was dope though yeah but what uh what got you into drums though man is that like because that's a good one um, yeah y'all remember that video game rock band Hell yeah. Of course I do. That was it. That was oh, it. Oh my gosh. Fuck that yeah, it, dude. dude. That's this so is it. Yeah, dude. That's an anime story if I've ever heard one. I'd already been playing Guitar Hero, of course. We were all playing Guitar Hero, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I got Rock Band and, um, you know, like I said, I had like parents who were like, they weren't like involved in music. My mom's a musician. My dad isn't. But I mean, he kind of plays drums, you know, but um, I got 
you know, rock band and they had a the little four piece like drum kit and I was just killing it at the game, dude. I was just like tearing it up. I was on like the highest difficulty setting like right away. And I didn't even ask. My dad saw that and he's like, hmm. And he just bought yeah. me. Yeah. He's like, wow. Yeah, here you go, dude. Play on this. Yeah. And it That's was just so like, cool, man. The connection worked. I mean, I just like, I was instantly able to sit down and play along to like the songs that were on the game. So it's like funny because it's been so long, but still to this day, dude, I like see the rock band drum chart while I'm playing. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I'm playing. I like, I still have that like color coordination, like imbued in my brain. Take that people who say video games are a waste of time. Right. Yeah, I'm saying bro, it's definitely, <laughs> I mean, that thing has set the trajectory of my whole life kind of, you know, yeah, man. Pays bro, it's, bills. it's so crazy to me because I know um, Paul says did that, that poll the other day about what the best guitar hero was on Twitter. Yeah. And it, I, I commented, I don't know if you saw it. I was like, man, it just, it blows my mind on how many people were influenced by that game to pursue music. Cause I've done, I've done like 50 of these playlists and almost like over half of them guitar hero was mentioned somewhere. Like, like that's, yeah. that was it. Like <laughs> guitar hero or like Tony Hawk's pro skater. Yeah. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, it's dude, so like funny. All the bands that we discovered because of those games, you know, like yeah, I, think, for sure. I think a Guitar Hero 2, for example, which was the first one I played, that might have been the first time I ever heard an actual metalcore song <laughs> by All That Remains. Yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I, I'm sure I would have stumbled upon all of this stuff eventually anyway, you know, but it absolutely was like a right place, right time type of thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, Guitar Hero 3 coming out and having bands like, like Senses Fail on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the Fall of Troy, Muse. The Fall of Troy, yeah, dude. I mean, like, so much stuff that was placed directly in front of my face earlier than it would have been otherwise, so. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What, what was your favorite song to play on Rock Band? I know you remember. Don't try to front. <laughs> my favorite song to play on Rock Band? This is kind of funny, but it's going to have to be What a Horrible Night to Have a Curse by The Black Dahlia Murder. Put it on the list. Put it on. Man, getting on there, man. Rest in peace, Trevor. Their vocalist. Yes, I heard that, but that's yeah. indeed. Yeah, not that I could play that song particularly well, but I was definitely in like towards the end of my playing rock band. I was in like a deathcore. I was like deathcore kid at that time. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good transition to our next question. So, like, you know, you mentioned John Mayer and stuff for your younger years. What it what, like during high school and all that kind of stuff after you rock band got a hold of you? Uh, mm -hmm. What were you, your some of your favorite bands during that time? Like the un the undeniable favorite that had a whole on me all through high school and for quite a while after that was under oath yeah boy that band is nice just, they are sick man really something special for sure and i was never like it's funny i was never been like religious or anything mm -hmm. but i just love christian metalcore dude it's just so it's so good it's, it's so good dude like dude under like 2007 like like exactly under oath Norma jean haste the day god that band god haste the day is so good bro no sleeper Yes. I'll be telling them, man, like, that's all we listened to like, yeah. when we were 15 or 16. Like, So I grew up uh, like Southern Baptist. I'm no, like, I'm no longer like affiliated with any of that or whatever, but mm -hmm. um, at a certain point, that's literally all I could listen to was like Christian music. So <laughs> yeah. I found uh, Solid State Records and bought literally every CD they had to offer. The Chariot, yeah. Under Oath, Haste the Day, like uh, Destroy the Runner, like any mm -hmm. band that was on Solid State was in my CD collection. They were they were going to be good, man. You just knew it. You could buy it and it was going to be good. Yeah, yeah. They, picked, they picked winners for sure. Um, even some like, you know, there's a 
one actually I recently went back to to listen to that nobody realizes is such a Christian album, I think, but the first Sleeping with Sirens record. Oh, oh really? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, huh. if you've never like if you've never like listened along with the lyrics, I mean, oh yeah, dude. Damn, I'm gonna have to check that out. That's yeah. awesome. I had to no listen to it, but while, like, so. but man, that album holds up too. I literally recently was jamming that one really hard. Yeah, it's really good. All right, well, let's get a let's get your favorite Under Us song, man. That's a hard one. You can put a couple. It's fine. Yeah, if you need to. Can we put a can we put a couple? I think that's only fair. For, yeah, it's yeah. only fair for the amount for the portion of my life that that band like was my favorite band. They definitely deserve a couple. So it's got to be it's dangerous business. Uh huh. Oh, good one, man. And yeah. Writing on the walls. I know it's a little cliche, but it's just amazing. How do oh, we? That's good, man. You know, desperate times, desperate measures. You know, uh, the one that was it, uh, disambiguation. The one they did without uh, Aaron. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed that one. <laughs> yeah, no, me too, man. I enjoyed it as much as any of the other ones, personally. Yeah, I think Spencer did a did a hell of a job on that album. I absolutely agree. They actually, um, you know, they're all back together now. Like, yeah same lineup and they've actually they actually play some disambiguation stuff with aaron every once in a while which is really cool oh yeah. nice that's dope yeah i i haven't listened to the new stuff we've been kind of listening to a lot of other stuff so <laughs> they, they put they put out two albums since they came back and the first one is it's not like mid necessarily it's just they were clearly trying to kind of get on like the serious xm octane like radio okay, okay. yeah and and it was like some bangers but overall it's it's like kind of radio tailored but the one they just put out this year is like some classic underworlds coming back so you know it's it's kind of strange because uh i listened to like an interview with aaron they wanted to put i believe it was like riding on walls or like one of the one of the songs off of that album um Mm. the final great line on the radio but they told them that they had to take out the screaming parts and they were like fuck you no i love that then they wrote like an entire and which which is kind of crazy because Imagine your record label owner coming to you and asking you if they wanted a radio hit and you just like, no, imagine, like, I don't know, dude, I'd probably be kind of mad because that's a lot of money that you pass up on. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel that. Although that being said, it's definitely not like, I mean, it's cool. Line still blew up super yeah. hard. It's cool yeah. to Brandon Abel that he didn't, you know, force them to do it since and he totally could have. Yeah, that's definitely you know? cool yeah so i got nothing but respect for that band i feel like they've really done it right even though you know them breaking up was kind of hard for me i actually i was living in boise at the time still and their farewell tour quote unquote the final show was in st petersburg florida and i flew from boise for that show wow that's nuts man it was awesome it was super love yeah let live opened that show which is another band that's gonna oh god yeah that band is I've got a, yeah. I've got a, I've got a little list here. We'll go with uh, Haste the Day next. We don't get a lot of that, and no. I, and I'm sad about it. So I'm glad that we're doing this now. Yeah. My, my unpopular opinion is that Attack of the Wolf King is their best album. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, no. it is, dude. It is. I I wish I could like I wish they would play that whole album live. It would be so fun. Yeah, yeah literally. Um, yeah, well, if they were you know still doing yeah super super sleeper album in my opinion. Oh, dude, I love it. I have to listen to it. I'm a, I'm a huge um, Jimmy Ryan Jimmy Ryan fan, man. I, 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 love I it, am dude. too. But dude, Attack of the Wolf King, oh, so good. Attack of the Wolf King is just like 
I don't know, man. It's just got rips and breakdowns for days. It's just so hard. I, I do have, like how they put out that like versus album. The they got yeah, the two, hey, the two, hey, today. yeah, hey, today versus and then hey, ca- today. Uh, coward also, which was has mm-hmm. both of them. It has yeah. everybody, all forty of them or whatever. That's really cool, man. Mm-hmm. I really dig that. That's ridiculous. Oh, okay, uh, which one off Attack of the Wolf King? Mm. If you dare pick one. Dog like vultures, love it. Come on, there's no losers on that album. Yeah, I was gonna say you could have picked any of them. I was trying to. (laughs) Uh, And then he said, "Sleeping with sirens." We'll go with that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's go, "Sleeping with Sirens." It's a James Dean song. Everybody knows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I'm James Dean, you're Audrey Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. That's right. What a classic. Yeah. You know, this is so funny. What are the odds? Um, the first time I ever saw Sleeping with Sirens was also the first time I saw Haste of the Day. They were on tour together. That oh, wow. is very interesting. Um, Isn't it weird? Lineup. It was actually the uh, Attack of the Wolf King tour, now that I think about it. Oh, let's Damn. rub it in. Let's yeah. It in. <laughs> so that was really early on in Sleeping with Sirens' career, though. Okay. And dude, he... he Obviously, was giving it everything he got, but he made it hard for himself. Man, I was singing those parts on that record, but Kellen was like, you know, not not really like crushing it. Although, damn, not it didn't take long after that before he totally was. Back in the day, though, I didn't give a shit. I would go see a band and they would suck, and I'd still be like, oh, I love that. That was so much. That was so fun. I was rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. What about uh, Let Live? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Let Live. I actually have their logo tattooed on my ankle. Wow, dude. Okay, oh. they get did they get three songs too? Then I mean, they'll they'll get three. I agree. <laughs> yeah, Let Live is, I love that band so much. I miss that band a lot. If I yeah. could pick one band to come back, it would be Let Live. I wouldn't even have to think about it. Wow. Jason Jason Butler is just, man, he's something else, dude. He he reminds me like, a, he's like a modern day um, from uh, Rage. Zach De La Rocha. Yeah, yeah, he's a modern day like Zach De La Rocha. Fucking love that man, dude. Yeah. Speaking of, welcome, welcome back, Rage Against the Machine. Holy shit. Yeah, yes, yes. I'm happy about that um let's see let live three songs however many you let's want. go man yeah it's kind of crazy because i love all their albums but if i'm picking three they're all going to be off the blackest beautiful but i'll be <laughs> it's got to be empty elvis white america's beautiful black market and that fear fever uh do you want to do a coletta and hell the sun song as well yes coletta let's do flower child because it's the one i'm the most excited to play I hope it's in the set list. I don't actually have a set list yet. I should get that probably. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, yeah, man. I'm sure you got to practice all those drum parts, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll do Flower Child by Coletta. And for Hail the Sun, let's do Misfire off their newest album. Nice. I love that album. We actually, um, Lost Trees got to open up the Orlando date of Hail the Sun's New Age Filth tour. Nice. That's mm-hmm. so cool, man. That is super cool. I, I mean, I know... Um, I know that Donovan is the like original drummer, you know, drummer, singer, everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I enjoy watching um, Aussie play the drums, man. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm stoked Dude. to like, they're both so, they're both so good. And I'm really stoked to have like the privilege of watching them play from side mm-hmm. stage. For yeah, for sure, man. We, we watched them at um, So What as well. And I just, man, yeah. Aussie just brings so much fucking energy to the stage, man, when he plays. Yeah, definitely. That's like he he reminds me of what I try to be what I'm trying to be doing up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one more question. Then I'll give it over to Adam. It's about the drums. So like since you are a drummer, are you like over critical in Lost Trees about the drum parts or do you just kind of kind of stay <laughs> out of it? <laughs> 
Oh my God. If he's ever listening to this, Jerry, Jerry's my drummer in Lost Trees. I love you so much, bro. I'm so sorry. I'm so hard on you. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, Jerry and I um, co-write the drum parts together on Lost Trees. Some Sometimes it's more me. Sometimes I'll write an entire song and then he just kind of like learns the parts, but he always, you know, we always like go through the parts together and put his spin on it. And there's been a couple times as well. We actually had a brief stint of not having a guitar player. And during that stint, I was actually writing guitar parts with Jerry on the kit. And we were like writing in the rehearsal space, like in a live setting together. And um, we wrote a bunch of awesome songs. In fact, one of those songs is about to come out. It comes out on the 5th of August Fifth. called nice. Poison the Well. That one was mostly Jerry and I, and we were in the space together. And I said, Jerry, I want to write, I want a song that people will circle pit to at the Lost Tree show. And he's like, does that mean that I get to blast beat? And I'm like, I think you should start the song with blast beats. Just <laughs> nice. <laughs> Chaos. Let's, let's yeah. go. We're like, turn the click up as, as high as it'll go. And let's just bust it out. And yeah, a really cool and aggressive song came out of that. It's a little different for Lost Trees. There's no clean singing on it. It's just all just breakdowns and heavy shit. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, that's going to be awesome because, I mean, I enjoy all parts of uh, of the music, but, uh, you know, those heavy parts, man, and those songs, they hit. It's a different, it's a different, like I said, it's a different thing for us. Although, um, and actually I've been meaning to ask, can I like leak some information about the yeah. September and October Lost Trees releases that are coming up? Smell it. In the future <laughs> and talk about a bunch of stuff that I definitely am not allowed to talk about yet. Hell yeah. In September. So by this point in September, we'll probably have been talking about the fact that Lost Trees has a fall tour. It is our first tour. We'll be hitting, uh, let's see, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Chicago, Detroit, Pennsylvania, New York, Richmond, Atlanta, Nashville, Orlando, something like that. Damn. Really Dallas, exciting. you say? Yes, yes. That's where I am, man. Dallas on the 9th of October. I actually know that date off the top of my head. Please come to the down. show. I'm I writing it down. To come to the show. Yes. Yeah, I just want to say real quick, Adam, you are going to have so many goddamn shows to go to because you also told Stop Drop you wanted to go to their show in October. But, dude, I, I, dude, I kind of been like low key going to like two a month. It, it's kind of breaking my wallet, but it's okay. So, sorry, we're doing that. We're doing that fall tour, which will be in support of our new EP which is called Luminescent. It comes out on the 21st of October. It is a short EP. There are only three songs off of it. The first single is called Monochrome. It comes out on September 23rd. And the big secret is that that song will be featuring Michael Barr from Volumes. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. We saw them too at So What. That, that's fucking dope, man. It's funny. The, so What is actually why he's featured on the stuff because amazing story. I love this. I was backstage. Volumes had just played and Michael Barr, the vocalist, looks at me and points at me and starts smiling. And I'm like, I like, I do the thing where I like turn around and I'm like, (laughs) and he comes up, he's like, what the fuck is up, bro? And like comes in for the hug. And I'm like, uh, you, I I think I asked him something. I was like, you remember me? Like, I'm not remembering if we had met. He's like, yeah, of course, dude. You're you're Brian, right? I'm like, huh? He's like, you're you're Brian. You're Attila's tour manager. We were on tour together. I'm like, no, dude. That's no, not even close. I would have lied. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. 
but we just like, you know, I introduced myself. We talked a little bit, but then it was just recently I reached out to him on Instagram. I was like, Hey, remember this time? Ha ha. That was really funny. Anyway, you should feature on my band stuff. <laughs> and he, he writes me back. He's like, God, that was fucking embarrassing. But yeah, I'm down to feature. Send me the song. That's <laughs> hilarious. So funny. Like, hey, it's yeah. me, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're really, really excited about that. Um, That's awesome. The volumes is so good. I know they're like, they're like a big influence for all of us. And I remember when Michael Barr first left the band, I was like crushed. I was like, no, he's so good. And now he's back in the band. And that made me so happy. Let's go. Hell yeah. Well, let's get a, a volume song on there, man. Mm. Really? Let's do it. Let's, let's put erased on there. Very, so, very excited to have him on the record. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I'm excited to hear like poison the whale. And now that one, of course. So <laughs> Yeah, like I said, that, that new EP is only a couple songs, but on our October tour, we're going to be playing the entire EP, plus Poison the Well, plus a couple old songs, of course. So Poison the Well is not a part of the EP? You get released Correct, Poison yeah. the Well? Po- okay. Poison the Well is just, it's standalone, standalone little baby. Hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I recently saw you guys uh, played with uh, Era, Alpha Wolf, and Vent Animate. Oh my God, that show was so crazy. Yeah, man, I... I went to the to the Dallas show. Uh, my brother's like obsessed with Invent Animate. I love that band. Um, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, they're they're super super fun. Um, and Alpha Wolf is great as well. You know, tell us a little bit about that. Like how'd that go, and you know all that. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, so it's funny because we actually got that show. It's it's funny. You ever, you ever heard somebody talk about it? it's like who you know? Like connections. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so legit. Lost Trees played a couple months ago in Orlando. Uh, we opened the Orlando date of Dayseeker's Sleep Talk Tour. So that was like Dayseeker with Holding Absence and um, Thornhill was on the bill as well. And I was actually talking to a couple of the guys from Thornhill and they were like, hey, uh, we're coming back to the States over the summer with ERA. And I was like, well, damn, I, I need to get Lost Trees on one of those shows. And he's like, yeah. So he actually like, they actually kind of like leaked that info to me a little bit in advance. So I was able to kind of get in touch with my booking people at the time. And, you know, they, they plug us on the show before it was even announced. So that was really cool. It was a juicy little secret to sit on for a little while, you know, but the show was awesome. It actually got, you know, it was in Tampa and it got moved. The venue that it was at the Orpheum uh, relocated in between the time that the show got announced and the show happened. So the new location is actually a considerably smaller cap. So it was sold out very, very quick. We probably sold over capacity, I think. I might get in trouble for saying that if anybody heard it, but we probably nah, were, were probably cut it. over cap. <laughs> love it yeah yeah fix it in post yeah (laughs) but anyway it was cool you know we got to we were playing first and usually i'm a little bummed about that because we're only playing to a partial crowd but dude by the time we walked on stage it was fucking packed wall to wall front to back side yeah it was one of the more packed shows i've been to in a while it It was it was was like the venue they played at trees and augie you've been there the one in dallas yeah 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 it's not that big and i was like man they this place seems pretty full to the gills. Yeah, it was crazy. And that's cool. Trees. I've never been there, but um, I played right across the street at uh, Club Dada with Yeti. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I've been to Dada too. Um, we, we actually saw um, Max Bemis at Dada. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. And uh, Trees, we saw one of the coolest fucking things ever at Trees. Me and Adam, we went and saw um, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Oh, yeah. And uh, fucking Dallas Taylor walked. There's like the venue's. Well, of course, you know, it's got that tree, like literally right mm-hmm. in the center of the fucking venue. Well, Dallas Taylor was just like walking on people. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard. They get to the fucking tree. And then he's like standing on the tree, like just on people. And then yeah. he just like walked back to the state. He was like crowd walking. <laughs> yeah. 
That's Please so walk hard. On my face. Yeah. yeah, you can step here. It's okay. Yeah, it's like step <laughs> on my face. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, the era show was sweet though. Like I said, it was super packed. There's like a lot of it's cool. I had this feeling before that show happened where there's so much going on like behind the scenes right now for Lost Trees. Like we've got our first tour getting booked, you know, we're, we're like right in the heat of like the end of like production for this EP. You know, we were sitting on the Poison the Well video. Uh, Inertia is finally starting to do well on Spotify. Just like a lot of really cool things going on. And I feel like that just put everybody in the band in like a really positive headspace about the show. Walking out to that sea of people and just like feeling good about everything in general. Like I really feel like me and the rest of the team just like brought it harder than we ever have i mean you know we, we walked off stage and and crushed it in merch after that it was Hell crazy yeah. it was like it was like an optimal time it was one of those experiences that had me thinking like i was thinking about the other bands on the tour and i was like these fuckers are doing this like five or six nights a week that is crazy. yeah i cannot even imagine getting to do this like that yeah. often. i haven't been to a show like that in a while like it was consistent like stage diving crowd surfing mm-hmm. like dudes doing flips off the stage and i've been to that stuff but it's been a long time since i've seen a crowd that active so shout out to fans of like era uh invent animate alpha wolf lost trees now obviously um, you know it's it was extremely humbling because i i had countless people come out to me after our set and say something like oh when's where's the next show and i'm like we're just playing today. We're not on the tour. And they're like, oh, really? I actually had this, um, I had this one dude come up to me and tell me, he was like, when the show got announced, me and my buddies like all started listening to all the bands on the bill. We were era fans, but we started listening to everybody else for the first time. Uh-huh. And we were so surprised when we got here and Lost Trees played first. We thought for sure that you would be at least billed above Invent Anime. <laughs> and wow. I just, like I love Invent Anime. They're so good. And that dude said that to me. And I like, I don't even yeah. know if I formed like a proper sentence in response to that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That'll put you on cloud nine. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I mean, y'all deserve it. Dude. Y'all deserve all the success y'all have coming to you, man. I, I, I love your music. We're really grinding on it too. And it's yeah. been a couple years. You can of tell, man. Like the pandemic definitely, like, you know, that was a tough one. You know, we were our first EP, Waking Life. We actually, it came out a couple months later than it was supposed to. Our initial release date was over the summer of 2020, and we were going to accompany that with we had been invited to play two Florida shows, Orlando and Tampa, opening for Crystal Lake and Polaris and Invent Anime. And that was supposed to be our like record release, like weekend run of shows. And obviously no shows happened in the summer of 2020. So that was, yeah, a, that was, a heat, uh, that was really unfortunate. Yeah. Well, one of the coolest things about doing this podcast is like, um, so we listen to like everybody's music, you know, whenever I have them on, I feel like it would be terrible of me if I didn't, you know, <laughs> like, so like in passing, you know, maybe I'll hear like one or two songs. Well, then I go back and I listen to the entire discography and it's fucking good, man. Y'all are good. Really appreciate it, man. I mean, I'm really proud of what we got put out so far, even though like that first record is like, God, I mean, it came out at the end of 2020. We literally finished recording it at like the end of 2018. So it just had, we were sitting on it for so long. And like, in retrospect, I don't even think we had a good reason to do it. We were just trying to get the rest of our ducks in a row, kind of, you know what I mean? It's just funny. It's just so old now that I'm like, I'm like so over it. I know that a lot of people really like those songs and I'm like infinitely appreciative of people who enjoy it and continue to listen to it and, you know, talk to other people about it. But oh my God, I can't wait until I don't have to sing Sonder Eyes live anymore, dude. <laughs> You're not alone, man. We we interviewed, uh, uh, we did this with another band and, and the guy, like, it was so odd. He was like, you know, I really love like the headspace that we were in when we put out this album. It was uh, the safest 
this ledge and but and then yeah. they were just like but god i i that whole that whatever the first album or ep he was like i i don't ever want to play that again like i don't like he loves it for what it is and and you know uh and what it's done for them but i guess after a while you know you you evolve and you grow and you kind of look back and just kind of go like yeah nah, kind of over that yeah i mean it's unfortunate because right before right before we put that record or i guess not right before, but um, shortly after the pandemic hit, we had in Lost Trees an extremely turbulent member change that just really resulted in that first record. Like, I don't want to say it's like tainted, you know what I mean? But I associate that record with what I consider to be one of the most like toxic relationships I've ever been in in my life. And it's like, oh man, it just, it just makes it hard to like, like be like feel passionate about it you know what i mean but yeah. on, the other, on the other hand that feeling has definitely like leveraged my own like priorities to like getting new stuff out really mm-hmm. quick so like and we're, we're kind of hitting the mark on that you know we've put the two singles out since then and then poison the well comes out soon um and then the next ep comes out real soon too and we're, we're at least at the point where uh the only song off waking life in our tour set list is Sonder Eyes. We're not even going to play anything else off of it. It's going to be all other like new stuff. So hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm like really stoked about that. Yeah, I can only imagine like that feeling intensifying just sitting on music that nobody has heard yet. So <laughs> yeah, it's cool this time. This time around is actually like cause we've we've done that a lot. I mean, like I said, we sat on Waking Life for. God, like literally two years before it came out. And the other, the next two singles, Enigma and Inertia, both of those had like a one year lead time as well. Um, Poison the Well, we recorded in November. So we've had like these really long lead times for this stuff. I think we kind of like figured out the process a little bit more this time. Um, it's a little more streamlined and it's going faster, partially because we we just kind of dragged our feet a little bit too long. And we we the whole goal was to get this new record out before the tour. So in order for that to happen, there are deadlines that we have to hit. And, and that has like forced me into an uncom- uncomfortable position of having to finish songs like faster than I usually would. But it turns out I work well under that kind of pressure because we we pulled it out. We ended up finishing the record and we're, we're literally recording vocals on it um, this coming weekend. And then it's going to be out by October. So that's like crazy fast for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. We've got all, all the pieces moving at once as opposed to us. We I guess we kind of used to do it like a bit at a time. We'd record the music and then we'd get the art and then we'd do the videos and then we'd book the show and blah, blah, blah. But like all of those things are happening all at once right now instead. So it feels better. It feels more efficient. It feels more expensive, even though it's not. It's just all those expenses hitting at once, you know? Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that the time between having the masters for this EP and it being released are, it's literally going to be like less than two months. So I'm really stoked about that. That's awesome. Man. Well, we can't wait to hear it. I was going to say, did you want to throw an invent animate song on there? Oh yeah. Celestial floods, which I got to say, I've seen them twice this year and they're not playing that song and, I, and that's driving me crazy. <laughs> it's like the perfect closing song. So that at the end of the day, he's like, all right, we've got one more song. And I'm like, just fucking do it. And then they play something. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> Let's talk about what you're currently listening to, man. Like, what are you currently enjoying? It's really funny because I listen to the music that I'm playing a lot. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. so, it's so much. Like, if you looked at my, like, top played stuff on Spotify or whatever right now, I guarantee you it would be dominated by I Met a Yeti and Lost Trees and Coletta now. I'm doing this gig with this band Exotype. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're like, they're like a metalcore, like, 
EDM fusion band that got signed to Rise Records in like 2014. And then broke up and they're actually reuniting and playing like a little festival reunion set in September. And I'm playing drums for them for that show somehow. So I'm just like listening to all these different, you know, bands that I'm rehearsing for when I do have time to actually listen to stuff that I like to listen to. Let's see lately been a bunch of animals as leaders. Oh yeah. They make me feel like a little child behind the drum kit sometimes. Yeah. Still that one, that one seems to be a a favorite the last couple of episodes. (laughs) Oh, they're, they're goaded, man. They are. (laughs) I mean, they definitely are. I, if we were adding a song, it'd have to probably be, uh, the woven web good nice. one so nice. sick just so sick i've been listening to a lot of paris as well i love that band i really love are you, are you all familiar uh that's uh, like I'm the not. pvr yes pvris yeah oh i guess i never knew how to say it yes i am i am not familiar actually love that they kind of started out as like a pop punk thing and they have slowly turned into this weird like this record they put out in 2020 actually called use me i I still listen to part of that album literally almost every day for the last like two years it's just so good nice it's like this weird like dark pop i don't even know how to describe it it's just it's amazing i love it 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 makes me want to like play that type of music you know yeah (laughs) Mm, january rain by paris is what i would it's a bit of a sleeper song she gives me um, Bjork vibes. Yeah, she's uh, kind of dreamy, if you ask me. Um, Sleep Token. Everybody loves Sleep Token these oh, days. Oh, yeah. My goodness. An awesome band. Yeah, they're, they're, pretty, man, they're pretty dope, man. I have a confession. You don't like them? I've never heard one of Oh, this. okay. I was going to, okay, that's, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's, um, that's, the, the, that's the other one. I was gonna, I was gonna drop off this. Yeah, so. no, well, no. While you can do yourself the favor, then the the night does not belong to God by Sleep Token. Yeah, what, dude. What a strange band and like surreal experience. I have never, I had never heard of them before, and I went to see in the end of 2019. <laughs> I went to see Issues on uh, the Headspace tour, or maybe mm-hmm. that was a Beautiful Oblivion tour. Um, and Sleep Token was one of the opening bands, and I had never heard of them, and I just watched their set and was completely hypnotized. And yeah. By the end of it, I was like, yo, I might be obsessed with this band. Now. Yeah, check out Sleep Token. Aren't dude. they uh like anonymous? Like yeah, they like all wear masks and stuff on yep. stage. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I remember seeing something about it on Twitter, like people were trying to figure out who they were or whatever. The vo- the vocalist goes by vessel. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty hard, honestly. It's pretty hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, Exotype and I met a Yeti. Let's get a couple of those or one of each. Exotype. Okay. Uh, God, I want to put nanovirus by Exotype, even though we're not playing that for the show. That's okay. But we're going to put nanovirus anyway. And I met a Yeti has to get opulence, man. That is probably like um, playing opulence live is probably like top three most fun songs to play live that I've ever had the pleasure of doing. It's just so fun. How do you like keep all those songs in your memory, man? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, I've been asked that question a couple of times recently, and I think I'm kind of still figuring out the answer myself. But um, I don't know, dude. I don't know how to explain it. So much of it is like muscle memory where it's like, I feel like, um, especially that I made a Yeti set, which is funny because it's the most complicated one that I have to do by by a huge margin, the most Mm -hmm. complicated and difficult set for me to perform. But I've played so many I made a Yeti shows now that like, I feel like I could be dead asleep and the click track to opulence would start and I would be able to sit right up and play that entire song. (laughs) (laughs) 
it is just so ingrained in ingrained you. yeah i'm actually it's funny because i've been kind of busting their chops about this trying to get everybody in lost trees to you know um be a little bit more active but i have actually played more i'm at yeti shows than i have with lost trees oh wow i know I know. What's up? Controversy. (laughs) That's crazy, man. Speaking of controversy, actually, Johnny, give me a music stance that would incite a mob. If you have to. Stance that would incite a mob. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's, I'm going to answer this in a way that I think to the general masses wouldn't incite a mob, but to probably a lot of the target audience will incite the mob. Okay. 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 Bring Me the Horizon becoming a pop band was one of the most innovative musical moves the scene has ever seen. It was amazing. It was completely the correct choice. It's funny you say that because uh, that band uh, we mentioned earlier, The Safest Ledge, they are so out of the top, Spotify lists like the top 500 artists in the world. Mm-hmm. Bring Me the Horizon is on the list. And they started out as like a metalcore band. Yeah, like deathcore, dude. Like yeah. deathcore, yeah. Like, yeah. like hard, man. Yeah. And, and now that you've got like a single with Ed Sheeran and like yeah, all kinds of shit. And, it, and it's just because they never do the same thing twice, man. He just they played the long innovates, game, man. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen this math, but just because it's, it's kind of interesting. One million streams on Spotify will, will pay out about $4,000 in royalties. That's not like a perfect one-to-one ratio, but that's about how much it works. Right? Yeah. So Bring Me the Horizon, for example, I'm just looking at it right now. I just find I just find this so interesting. They have 12 million monthly listeners. That means 12 million people that listen to their music in a month. And that's mm-hmm. assuming they only listen to it once. You know what I mean? You could probably safely bet that each of these people have listened to, let's say, at least three songs, right? So... I mean, geez, dude, a band at that point, right? If they're getting, what did I say? Math in my head. If they're doing, you know, 36 million streams a month, right? Then they're still getting, I mean, Jesus, dude, they're getting tens of thousands of dollars. Adam, we need your your accounting skills, bro. (laughs) Look, man, I'm I'm not prepared, bro. Adam's a CPA. Johnny. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, boo is right. Do it louder. <laughs> I wasn't booing. I was excited. Yeah. Oh, okay. He said, ooh. <laughs> okay. I thought it was a boo. Because I was like, yeah, boo. I guess I should be more excited. Well, um, you have to do the math. I, not I, me, fig- I figured out I figured out the basic math. If we're just assuming that, you know, obviously Bring Me Horizon is not raking in a hundred percent of those royalties. Obviously, we're taking some leeway by assuming that each of those 12 million people listen to three songs, but that's 140 something thousand dollars a month just in Spotify royalties. Yeah, that's, that's insane, bananas. dude. That's bananas. If they're getting even half of that, that's that's fucking crazy. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I just want to know, like, is he like my 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 question is, is does he enjoy being innovative and doing different types of music or is he doing it for the money like you know what i'm saying that's what uh, i want to know i feel like it's absolutely both dude i think there's yeah. i think it's totally yeah. both, you know because yeah. like, they still get on stage and play old shit sometimes you know yeah right they actually just did a throwback set in spain i don't know if y'all saw this yeah um, yeah with but- spirit box yeah, yeah they, they had a uh, Courtney on there on stage with him. Yeah, the, yeah. Set list, the set list for that was completely bonkers. It was all old songs. Yep. Yeah, you know, so they still do crazy shit like that. Um, in fact, I'm looking, looking at it right now. Look at the third on their current tour. They're opening with "Can You Feel My Heart." What? See, that's cool. I don't know. I think I think that it's it's both. 
I, yeah, because like if if it's if he's doing it because he truly loves it, I think there's no issue in that. Like like I mean, well, there's no issue with it either way. But I think like fans are some sometimes some of the biggest dicks in the world, man. When it comes to like sound changes and stuff like that, like oh, yeah, this this dude just created an art, right? It, the way he wanted it. I'm pretty sure he doesn't care about your opinion on whether or not it sucks. They they literally wrote a song about that, you know? Yeah. I I got 140,000 smacks that that tells you I don't give a damn what you think. Exactly, yeah. A month. Yeah. (laughs) Those guys are are living large for the rest of their lives, I think. Yeah. Give us a Bring Me the Horizon song, man. We're going to do Medicine, one of the newer ones. Nice. I really love that album Ammo where it was like they were already heading in that direction, but Ammo was like the real, like, you know, the real break into like, hey, we're we're a pop band now that will be able to sell out arenas. Yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. That's so cool, man. We're we're getting close to kind of wrapping up here, but um one question I always kinda of like to do is like if you have any like friends or homies in bands that you want to throw in here, shout out. Well, first of all, I have to make the joke about the fact that I can't plug any other band without also plugging my own band because I'm in all of the bands. Yes. <laughs> well, that's okay. A little but yeah, I'll do a few. Uh first of all, one of the other bands that I actually do play in that I you know, some some of my best friends that we didn't really intend on playing music together, but we just hang, we just, you know, we hang out all the time and just ended up writing a record together and starting a band it's called Capital Fees. It's like a little, like a little hardcore that I'm playing drums for. And it's kind of like PBR fueled hardcore, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, love Working that. Man. Uh, yeah. We have a song called Don't Be a Bitch that I really like. It's a nice. great song. We're actually, Capital Fees is playing uh, in Orlando in September with Silent Planet. So that'll be Oh, awesome. wow. Yeah. So much. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, no, great band. Wow, so many homies. I have to shout out the homies, I think, in Lilac Kings. Uh, yeah. I love Lilac Kings. They're I do, too. wonderful people. And um, Caleb graciously opened his home to us when we were traveling through with Yeti. And I got to hang out with his wiener dog, Phoebe. Nice. <laughs> They're great. I love them a lot. See, man, that Good Night album, fucking just God, man, that album is so good. They're so good. I love watching them yes. play, play a couple times now because they've they've played with us both times we've played in Oklahoma, and it's just yeah. Awesome. Speaking of uh, sleeping with sirens, too, Dylan's uh, if you can't hang cover is fucking balling too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I I left some suggestive comments on that post because oof, yeah, you know, it got me feeling a type of way. Right. <laughs> um, okay. It's getting I'll warm also, in here. Right. <laughs> I'll also shout out my friends in Sunstrife. Have you heard of Sunstrife? Yeah, They're like not. an instrumental, mm-hmm. like math rock band here in Orlando. Oh, nice. And man, they shred. Oh, they shred. They shred super hard. I'm all about it. Really good. Love that. Sunstrife, one word. There's so many. I've met so many like new bands and new people like traveling with Yeti lately. Aim high. Friends from oh, uh, they're the, good too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're playing with us on Friday. It's actually their tour that Yeti is opening the Orlando show nice. for. So. They're they're fixing to go on tour with somebody big, aren't they? I don't remember who. Um, they just announced a show with like Rise Against. Yeah, yeah, which oh, is nice. Huge. It's just like the one show, but still, that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, that's pretty big. Uh, let's get a Lilac King song on here. Let's see, Lilac Kings. It's got to be Drive Me Home, I suppose, right? Yeah. It's the classic. Uh, Sunstrife? Um, Sunstrife, Waterfront. And Aim High. Gender neutral happy meal for Aim High. Damn, they got some numbers on this. I didn't even, I haven't really looked at this. Wow, guys. Oh, shit, that's got Belmont. 
Let's go. Yeah, I love Belmont. Is that all for for the homies, or you got any more? I have like so many homies. This is. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're yeah. gonna be here. You have to I'm, I'm like your the homies. most on the spot right now. Yeah. Well, listen, if, if you don't make the cut, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely do better, not a homie. Right? Yeah, unless you're on this. Yeah, I need you, I need y'all to try harder. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that this is this is taking the cake as my favorite set uh, set list playlist um, so far. So, so yeah, cool. take that for whatever it's worth. Love that. Um, oh, okay. Um, uh, I got I got a couple more. We're just gonna go through. I have a little homies playlist actually. I just stumbled upon um, most of which. I mean, if I'm not playing with them, somebody who I am playing with is playing with them. You know what I mean? So I yeah, do feel yeah. do feel like there's a bit of nepotism going on here, kind of, you know. Nomadic from Tampa, N-O-M-V-D-I-C, Nomadic, like a metal, metalcore band. Fuck, okay. Fucking crazy. They put out an album in 2020 that is wildly underrated and overlooked. Um, there's a song on it that I really like called I Would Get Lost in You Forever If You'd Let Me. Oh, they got a song with Courtney LaPlante, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were actually supposed to play with them with Lost Trees in, like, April of 2020. Again, a show that did not happen, of course. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. Let me know when you got that. Or if I can You're good. That. I got it. You're good. Uh, heavy Hitter. Um, half of Heavy Hitter is in Lost Trees. So it's kind of like like a, a brother band for us almost. But it's just some ignorant beatdown slam, hardcore, crazy shit. And we're going to go with Suspect for Heavy Hitter suspect got it letters to part which is a band that i am playing drums for now oh wow okay i interviewed them too oh really cool mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah letters to part i love those guys um, yeah they're awesome they've been friends for a long time and you know one the one thing leads to another around here it seems like <laughs> letters to part i don't know how to say this word ashian ashian a-s-c-i-a-n yeah okay i i <laughs> You got me, dude. I, I found it though. They're your homies. Yeah, yeah, they're my homies. You're right. I'm just gonna like butcher the pronunciation of that. We we have I have my first rehearsal with them pretty soon. I'm just gonna like butcher the pronunciation of this word. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, love the guys in letters though. Like I said, they've been good friends, and uh, when they asked me, I was happy to say yes. Even though eventually I'm gonna have to say no, right? Like, uh, I was. Yeah, man. Eventually, 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 yes. <laughs> For your sake, I mean. See, on the other hand, though, I, I really enjoy doing it. Oh, fuck it, I'll play in ten bands. Listen, <laughs> listen, all right. If you if you. <laughs> If you got 10 bands, that just ups your Spotify count, right? <laughs> That's true. And, See, and your job security. If, yeah. If we, if, we, if we count, if we don't count the stuff that I'm filling in for, I'm really only in like two bands. Yeah. You got a million streams on like 10 different bands. Like it's all spit up. <laughs> yeah. There's there's my $4,000. <laughs> <I>, <laughs> you know, one of the craziest things too is it's like so many bands, I feel like particularly at like kind of the stage that Lost Trees was at, did not make it through the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. not make it through the pandemic. Man. So much, like, so much stuff going on. Yeah. Hard to keep that shit together. This show almost didn't make it, so I'm glad I was able to bring it back, though. Yeah. Same. Oh, man. All right. Um, They're, like, huge, but they are the homies, so let's put a Magnolia Park song on there. Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. I love those guys. They actually they're use awesome. the virtual space. Which is like really crazy for them to like come in here and like I'll just like Watson jam for a little bit and they're like, okay, now we're going out on tour with Mayday Parade. Right. 
Oh. I went to that show, actually. You know, it's funny. It's like, so that one of the first bands I actually ever interviewed on here, it's actually one, two, three. The fourth band I ever did an interview with was I Met a Yeti. Oh, really? Yes. And they mentioned Mag Park. Uh, yeah. And that was back when uh, Magnolia Park only had like two songs out. And just watching that band blow up as big as they have from going from two songs to literally being on like mayday parade tours and shit is insane man that's so fucking cool yeah you see they're out right now on sad summer fest with yeah uh, it's funny that like i said they rehearsed here for that they came here and they're like i was like so so i asked them i was like so you know what's the next couple months look like for you and they're just casually like oh you know we're just gonna go do sad summer fest with neck deep and water parks uh and then we're got a couple of weeks with uh some 41 and simple plan uh and then we have an off show with bowling for soup and then we're going on tour with a day to remember they just like yeah. boom, 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 boom. I'm like, God damn, dude, that's ridiculous. So fucking yeah. cool, man. That's nuts. Uh, Sick of It All by Magnolia Park. That's Love a that. good one. They won't play live anymore. Really? Fight of me asking as if I'm actually even going to the show, but they'll be practicing in here and I'm like, no more Sick of It All. And they're like, no. <laughs> Yeah, they got a lot of new shit out though. So yeah, they've been putting a lot of music out. Yeah, uh, I don't know if we ruined your your. And what, can you even tell on Apple Music what your last song listened to was? Oh well, the last song I listened to. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Are we not? Are we counting stuff that? Are we not counting stuff that I'm like re- rehearsing for? <laughs> Let's not count it. Let's. Yeah. I'm sure you've already added them on here. So. <laughs> um, okay, then the last thing I listened to that I wasn't rehearsing for is ooh. The new Polyphia song, Neurotica. Nice. And then uh, we like to, so this is like your, your promotion. So pick two two of your songs. So since Poison the Well will be out, we can throw that one on there um, okay. as like an opener or closer, whichever you prefer. Uh, so give me one more of Lost Trees songs to throw on here. It's got to be Inertia. Inertia. You want that to open or close? Let's open with Poison the Well. All right. So we like to give the artists opportunity to obviously self-promote. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm Johnny. I'm usually at Lost Fafa on everything. And I sing for Lost Trees. And we have an EP coming out in October called Luminescent. And we have a tour uh, around the States in the same time. So please, like, come to one of those shows. It's our first time being on tour. And if nobody's there, that's going to suck. So come hang out. And uh, we're playing all sorts of new stuff. And I have one more thing. Oh, I'm trying to get our TikTok following to go up. Follow us on TikTok at Lost Trees Band. I'm going to like start posting silly stuff there. So I want people to follow us there. <laughs> All right. And then you're Lost Trees at Lost Trees on, on Facebook, um, Twitter. It's at, Lost, and... it's at Lost Trees FL everywhere except for TikTok, which is at Lost Trees Band. Okay. All right, man. Thanks a lot for joining. This was yeah. a lot of fun. Man, Thanks as busy me. you as you are, man, we really appreciate you giving yeah, us a little sure. bit of your time. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I, I I find it hilarious that I'm able to continue to balance all these crazy things. So I think I'm just going to like continue adding more and more to my plate until it tips over in an extremely dramatic fashion. Hell yeah, yeah man. And then, you know, that's enough. Like, damn, all right. I guess yeah. I can't do that. Now I can start saying no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, man. Well, you have a nice night, dude. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. We'll talk all right. soon. Yeah, all right, bye. Yeah. All right. Bye.